dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creeds. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created each other. Timeouts. Adams gives it back to Ross. Deep shot. Get it! What a perfect ending to a historic day! Yo, what's up? I'm your host, Gabriel Newland, and welcome to episode 8 of Addressing the Nation. This is the intro to Meek Mill's latest album, Championships. Enjoy. Yeah. Philly, champions in the United States. Yeah, turn me up, Cruz. Uh, bombing on any of them niggas that want to smoke. Nigga, this a big boy phantom, this ain't a ghost. Had to take the weight from them niggas and then they toast. They ain't had no sympathy for me when I was broke. Amen, amen. Lord forgive, me Lord, forgive me for all my sins. Took so many riches just to get a Benz. Pray for my niggas, all my friends. In the trenches, one with killers, we been getting it in. 32 shots in my new clock. Niggas wanna hit me like I'm Tupac. Bad bitch, fuck me in my Gucci tube socks. Remember when I spent my rib on a oop pop pop? Your favorite rapper, a mumble rapper. Walk up in this bitch, a bunch of killers and humble trappers. I can go to Hollywood to call in this jungle action. When niggas that smoke, you go and murder your brother. Big bag, 
talk to Santa Claus Got three hoes out that Molly ripping panties off Flying private to Dubai, we up in Zanny bars Oh, scary hours, turn the cameras off, please Pretty good, huh? Like I said, that was the intro to Meek Mill's latest album, Championships. Hope you guys enjoyed that, because I sure as hell did. That's hard right there. Welcome to episode 8 of Addressing the Nation. Let's get right into it. And so the first thing we're going to get into today is the whole Markel Fultz situation. And if you haven't heard, you probably lived under a rock or you just don't follow sports, so... Let me fill you in on a little bit on what's going on with Markel. And basically right now, it's hard to say what's really going on, but what we know is that he was the first pick overall in the 2017 NBA draft, almost like unanimously that he was the first pick. Nobody nobody even made any comments that it would be anybody else. Boston actually had the first pick. They traded it to Philadelphia. They traded down to, from the first to the third pick with Philadelphia. They the, the Sixers drafted him, and we just assumed he was the final piece to the the, the quote-unquote process that we had heard for all those years. And it, it's just strange what's happened because it seems to be that he's lost his jump shot completely. And there were scouts saying that his jump shot looked perfect before the, the NBA draft, but the problem was is as the season started, he was just awful, and he was not even a he wasn't even a half of what he was in college. I mean, to say that he was special in college is an understatement. He was probably one of the all time greatest had one of the all time greatest single season college basketball play for the college basketball player. I mean, it was impressive what he did at Washington, and to see him go from what he was doing there to basically falling off a cliff, can't shoot a jump shot, his free throw form is so weird. If you haven't seen it, all you got to do is search up Markel Fultz jump shot, and you'll just see a lot of different clips. And at first, uh, the rumor was with his agent that he had fluid drained, and then his agent admitted that he was lying, and then the, the, the uh, general manager's got into it with the agent and it was such a weird thing. We thought it we would it would blow over. He they they uh, sat him out for like 6 to 8 weeks which ended up turning into about 4 or 5 months and he didn't come back until late in the regular season. And it it the conversation or the narrative changed from it was a it was a shoulder issue or an arm issue to it was mental and that he had just for basically just forgotten how to shoot and that, I gotta say that's really strange, and that's what makes this story so strange. Is because we got one thing at the beginning of the year, reports came out that that wasn't the truth. Then it was speculation about just his mental health, and then this year we come into the season hearing that he's doing better. He seems to have got a good mechanic down, and he did look good in the preseason. So we just assumed this was this we this is the Markel that we thought he would be, and. About two weeks into the season, it started happening again. You would see him at the free throw line with this really strange form. And it was just very odd. And you kind of had a feeling this would rear its ugly head again. And sadly, he, we're back to square one where he is not with the team anymore. Looking for second, third, fourth, and fifth opinions from doctors around the U.S., even around the world. I've heard that he's he's seeked a... Uh, Opinions from doctors in Germany, 
So he's, I mean, something's up. And what I wanted to talk about today was that there's a new report saying that he has something with his shoulder that's officially been diagnosed. And let me see if I can pronounce this right. I don't want to mess this up. So according to Woj from ESPN, he tweeted, Agent Raymond Brothers says that Markel Fultz has been diagnosed with a neuron, neuro, oh, neurogenic thoracic outlet syndrome, TOS, TOS, I, uh, gosh, I, I feel, <laughs> uh, anyways, okay, let's just move on from my pronunciation. It's a physical injury, and it's something to do with the nerves in, that connect his neck and his shoulder, and the reason why he's been having these weird, strange motions in his shooting is because of the, the discomfort he's felt, and that kind of leads us back to where we originally thought the reason he was changing his jump shot is because he was just feeling discomfort, and he probably didn't think anything of it, but it seems to be a really serious, lingering problem. But the good thing is that this is more fixable than what was previously thought to be just mental mental issues with his jump shot. So you hope a good long rehab process will fix this. But then again, it's been almost two it's been a year and a half now since he's been drafted and he's been shooting like that for a year and a half. When he's healthy, will he be able to get back to 100% and get back to what his jump shot was? That's tough. I I I hope I'm I'm not a Philly fan obviously, you know, we know where my affiliation lies, but I root for Markel. I root for Philly just in general. I think I think they've the fans have had enough struggle and they've dealt with enough losing that they deserve a winner like they have now. And it would just be nice to see Markel get I mean, even if he doesn't play for the Sixers, just to get just to get back and get traded to a new team, get a fresh start, and be the number one pick that we all thought he was. And I still think it's I still think he can be a really great player, but we're gonna have to see how the situation plays out. So, yeah, uh, definitely prayers up to Mark Hill. Hope everything works out. And, man, it's just a rough situation. All right, next I want to talk about something real quick. There is a new team in the NHL, the National Hockey League, if you're not sure. And it happens to be located in Seattle. Now, why in the hell am I talking about hockey with a t- new team in Seattle that's not going to be playing until 2021? I can promise you it's not because I care about hockey. I I could care less. But that will be my team if I do root for hockey. If I ever get into it, that'll be my team. But that's all besides the point. What I want to talk about is this has implications on the Seattle Supersonics coming back to Seattle and getting an NBA team back in Seattle just in general. It would make sense to just rename them the Sonics, but we'd have to wait and see. But that's a long ways away. We still got to... Still got a long ways to go from just getting the team back. Um, yeah, so this there's a new... Uh, it's official now. The Board of Governors in the NHL voted unanimously. 31 owners voted unanimously to bring a hockey team to Seattle. And all I saw on my Twitter timeline was, okay, where's the Sonics? Because I just don't I, don't... I don't follow NHL circles. I know that the NHL fans were happy. And, you know, that's great. I hope the team does well. I, I've liked the names that have been thrown out. Personally, I would love for them to be called the, the Seattle Emeralds, but I, I don't know. I, I, it's gonna be good just to have a winter sport in Seattle. Obviously, I don't live there now, but I have family there, and it would just be a good energy to have that in the city. And I, uh, I, I, I did my little 
season ticket deposit thing. It was free on Ticketmaster where you just sign up and when tickets become available, you can actually buy them. I don't. I highly doubt I will because I don't know when I'll be in Seattle, but I hope by around the time that the team starts playing. I, I just wanted to say that the problem is that this. I don't think this NHL team gets us any closer to getting a basketball team back in Seattle because it seems the proposal now is that where the NHL team will be playing is they're re uh they're reconstructing the key arena. They're basically tearing it down as much as they can without building a whole new facility. And they're going to renovate the hell out of it and it's going to be a world-class arena and I can't wait to go. I I think it's going to be a, a great thing to do. I I kind of wish that the NBA would have taken advantage of this, but it'll be good for the NHL and I think in the long run, it'll be better this way. But so the the problem with them not having an NBA team is is the arena, and I think that the NBA wants a higher. I mean, because I I do believe that the key arena, whatever it's going to be renovated into, whatever new name they'll give it. But as far as I know, it's the key arena still. I think that I just don't think that it'll meet the NBA standards of a top tier arena, and so I think what the NBA wants is Seattle to build a completely new arena and the. Arena proposal they have right now is if you've ever been to Seattle, you know that the Seahawks and the Mariners play just outside of downtown near the near a port. It's kind of a strange setup, but it works. And Key Arena is in smack dab middle of downtown. But the the proposal is that they build an arena. There's a there. I think they said that there's a good amount of space, just wide open, nothing nothing there. It's like a it's like a uh, little uh, intersection for the uh, here it's called the Soto I don't know what it stands for but anyways regardless so they've they've uh, basically tracked that there's barely any traffic going through this area and they feel like they could put the Sonics arena right there and it would be a perfect commute from downtown to the game without having to make it too far because people are able to get from downtown to Seahawks and Mariners games with these so why not just put the other arena there and I love the idea but the problem with that is that It'll take way longer than if you were just to have them share Key Arena with the Seattle team, the Seattle hockey team. But just from what I've heard from Commissioner Adam Silver, it doesn't sound like there's going to be a basketball team soon. My my hope was that it would be sometime between 2023 and 2025. But it seems like it'll be even a little bit longer than that. But it, it there is a lot of momentum gaining, and I think that this hockey team really will push it, and I, I would not be surprised if during the the league meetings, whenever they happen next, I think that's all-star break, I think it will be brought up that there uh, there's some momentum being gained towards this team in Seattle, and if you, if you don't know by now, the whole reason I'm a Thunder fan is because I was a Seattle fan first and just transferred over to OKC because I didn't know who else to root for. I was like eight years old when this all happened, and... Yes, I'm a Thunder fan, and I'll always have a love for them. But if Seattle gets a team, if and when they get a team back, that's just my my team again. But for now, I I'm rocking with OKC, and I I hope that I hope that we get a team back in Seattle because, like I said, I plan to be moving there soon, and I would love to have the Sonics back in town. It's but the other dynamic a part of all this is that. What's the team going to be? Is it going to be an expansion franchise or are you going to be moving somebody? And I've always been campaigning that they move the New Orleans Pelicans to Seattle. And that would speed up the process more than a expansion franchise would. And 
I get the idea of an expansion franchise, but I would rather just have the Sonics get another team with a roster that's already set and a coach and a general manager. I know there would be new ownership, but it seems like you want some stability. You don't want just... I know that this we have an example of an expansion team uh, working because in the NHL last year, the, the Vegas Golden Knights went all the way to the Stanley Cup final in their first year as a franchise. So it, they kind of showed the mold that you can be good, but that's hockey and basketball is a way different game than hockey. So I don't know what that would be like, and I would personally love to just have the Pelicans move because, as we know, they have one of the great players right now, Anthony Davis. Now, we don't know if he'll be with them by the time Seattle would get a get the A-OK to move them, but I I just it's just wishful thinking. The, wish, the, the greatest thing for me is that if they could just either build the new arena at the Soto port or they move into move into Key Arena with the hockey team and the Pelicans go because my argument has always been that the Pelicans just don't or the New Orleans doesn't deserve an NBA team they've shown again and again that they're not a supportive fan base and they're always at the bottom of the Forbes rankings for f- franchise evaluation estimate I think they're the, they were the last team to crack a billion dollars in worth. And so it kind of shows they're just in the worst market in the NBA, I think. I think they're the smallest, and you can just tell by that in the crowd. They they have these great games that they'll play, and the crowd will be completely empty, and it's just a sad thing to see. And it just disgusts me to think that Seattle's just waiting for a team, and yet you hit New Orleans has a team that's just not supported by local fans. I mean, the only real draw is Anthony Davis, and even then people won't come to see. And this team's good. Like, they're fun to watch, but nobody will go watch. And so it would be my ideal situation would be that the Sonics can be, or the Pelicans can move to Seattle and just rebrand it as the Sonics. But that's just me wishful thinking. I don't know all the logistics of it. I am not getting paid millions of dollars to do this for the NBA, but if I was, Seattle would have had a team by now. (laughs) All right, last up, we'll get to my NFL picks next, and I'll tell you why I am terrible at picks, and you should never listen to me. So before I give you my week 14 NFL picks, I just wanted to say that I am terrible, and you should never take gambling advice from me. I don't gamble at much. This was one of the very few weeks I did, but I was proud of one pick I had. That I wasn't able to cash out on it because the Titans screwed me over. I'll get into that in a second. But first, I just wanted to say my straight-up picks, just picking the winner for every week, has not been bad, but the games that you would think would be easy, I've just been so bad on. I uh, I, I went 10-5 and five last week, so I guess that's not terrible, but I would love to go undefeated once. And... There were a couple upsets last week, but for the most part, I really should have nailed all of these. It pisses me off. So hopefully this week I'll do better, but I wouldn't I wouldn't trust it. And like I was saying with my bet last week, they, I had the uh I had the Cardinals plus plus 12 because I knew the Packers were a mess and they were falling apart and they were imploding and it almost seemed like it was inevitable they would fire their coach after this week or last week actually, and they did. But I still thought they'd win, but they didn't win. And that's one where I don't feel I don't feel bad about the pick, but I actually put money on the Cardinals plus 12, and they ended up winning. So they covered, and they won. 
And then I had the I had the Titans minus I think it minus nine against the Jets. And boy, oh boy, I could have I could have won a lot of money on that bet right there. But nope. They let the Jets get out to a head start and they rallied back and they won, but I didn't care if they won. I wanted them to cover the minus nine spread. So I was SOL. Oh well, oh well, oh well. My my loss, right? Okay. Enough about my miniature gambling problem. Let's get to my week 14 NFL picks. I am not giving a line because I'm just not good at that. I'm probably better at just picking straight up than I am giving a line because I've lost a few dollars. All right, let's go. Only talking about the relevant games. Jets at Bills. Bills. No more comment. Panthers at Browns. I will say this. The Panthers are really imploding. What the hell is going on? They've lost four in a row. I mean, they were 6-2 and two going into that Thursday night game against Pittsburgh, and it all falls down from there. Shout out Kanye West. Uh, yeah, no, it was bad. They, they lost to Tampa last week. Cam threw four interceptions, but he really could have thrown like eight. I really loved Cam Newton's chances to win MVP this year. I thought he'd have another statement year like he did in 2015, but no. Ever since that dreaded Thursday night game where they got blown out, they gave up a 50-piece to the Steelers, and it, it I don't know what's going on. I really don't. But it's sad and I got there. They're, they're at Cleveland. They're playing the Browns. I'm picking the Browns because I feel like the Browns got some momentum. They fired their coach. Baker's playing inspired. They did play poorly last week, but Houston's on a roll. And you don't want to miss me with my Houston pick because I might have learned my lesson finally. I got the Browns against the Panthers. It's not a lock, but I like their chances. All right, next, Ravens at Chiefs. Now, I touched on this last week with the whole Kareem Hunt situation, but it worries me how they played against Oakland without when they after they cut Kareem Hunt, one of the best running backs in the NFL. They didn't respond well. I worry about them. Now, I, you could say that that rattled them and Oakland just played their best game, but they barely came out with a win at Oakland, and that's just not... I don't know. That's not very uh, inspiring. But I still got them against the Ravens because they're in Kansas City. That crowd's going to be crazy as always. And it's just conventional wisdom. The Ravens are all right. but eh. All right, next. Falcons at Panthers. or uh, Falcons at Packers. I got the Packers, and I don't want to talk about this game any, anymore. Other than it will be interesting to watch how uh, Aaron Rodgers-led team without Mike McCarthy will be, I think, Aaron Rodgers had the same coach his whole career, so will be interesting. But the problem is, his interim head coach is Joe effing Philbin. Now, you have to be a real football nerd to know about this guy, but I will tell you, just as having him coach my favorite team for four years in the Miami Dolphins, you don't want him as your head coach. So this is, I don't, yeah, Joe Philbin, not my guy. Yeah, I I don't I'm really going against myself here. I keep saying that the Packers are in such a bad situation, but they're at home. They lost such a they had such a bad loss last week. You feel like they're going to have to bounce back from that, right? But Joe Philbin is just so uninspiring. It's hard to think that he could galvanize the troops. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking myself into Atlanta. Ah, too late. I already locked the Packers in for my 
pick, so it's too late. I don't feel good about it, but I got the Packers. Next, Saints at Buccaneers. The Saints have two losses on the year. Week one against Tampa Bay, and then obviously two weeks ago against the Dallas Cowboys. The Saints are looking for revenge on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They should not have lost that game. They, they, they deserve to lose, but looking back, knowing how good they are now, they should not have lost that game. They'll get revenge in Tampa. I'll, I'll guarantee a win right there. I don't like to usually guarantee wins, but I can guarantee the win. <laughs> All right, next. Giants at Redskins, two teams that don't matter. I got the Giants. Next, Colts at Texans. Now, this is a really win or go home for the Colts. They technically can't go home because they'll still have to play, but I feel like their playoff chances will be nixed if they lose this game. And the Texans are on a roll, and I kept picking against them every single week because I just didn't trust them. Look where that's gotten me. Nine straight wins, and I'm finally giving in, and this will probably be the week they win. I got the Texans. I'm sorry to my boy Zeke. I don't think the Colts are going to win, but... Damn it, I hate... I. I don't, it's not like I hate the Texans or anything. I just don't think they're that good. But they've won nine in a row. I have to eventually come down to earth, right? So I got the Texans. Sorry I'll, sorry to my boy Zeke, who's a Colts fan. But I think it might be it for the year. Don't worry, you'll get Le'Veon next year. Next, Patriots at Dolphins. I'm not talking about the sad sack of shit Dolphins anymore that I'm picking the Patriots. And it would be nice to see the Dolphins win. But then again, I also want them to lose to Tank for a draft pick. Next. Bengals at Chargers. I got the Chargers. The Chargers are a f- superior team in every single way. The Bengals suck. Next, Broncos at 49ers. I got the Broncos. I don't want to talk about that. Steelers at Raiders. I got the Steelers. Steelers aren't playing too good. I will say, they were on a hot streak. They've lost two in a row. You know, here's another example of me saying everything to lead you one way, but I picked the other way. I was saying everything about how Ed, the Chargers would come in and they could beat the Steelers. And I I ended up picking the Steelers because I just didn't trust my gut. Look what happened. Right on cue, Chargers win in Pittsburgh on Sunday night. But this is a bounce-back game. As we know, Oakland is terrible. Worst team in football. I got the Steelers. Not even close. Eagles at Cowboys. Now, this is a really interesting game. I don't know why this is not the Sunday night game. When we get to the Sunday night game, I think you'll understand. It'll be a good Sunday night game, but this should really be it. Then again, I'm kind of sick of seeing the Cowboys everywhere, so maybe it's a good idea that it's not. Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, no, Eagles at Cowboys. This is really it. This is a this is the same situation with the Colts that it is for the Eagles. If they lose, I think it's it. Mathematically, they won't be eliminated, but it really will feel like that's it for them. They won't have a shot. And I think that the defending Super Bowl champions will lose. I got the Cowboys. As you can remember, last not last week. About a month ago, Cowboys went into Philadelphia, surprised them, won, and now they're playing in Dallas with a motivated team that seems poised to, I mean, they're they're already taking off. It's just a matter of how much they're going to take off. I like the Cowboys in this game. Their offense seems to be clicking ever since they traded for Amari Cooper. Boy, does that trade look good. Keeps looking better every single day. Damn, Jerry Jones got another one. All right, I got the Cowboys. Not much else to say. Next, let's talk about 
No, I'm not talking about this. Lions at Cardinals. I got the Lions. I don't want to talk about that. Okay, here's what I wanted to talk about. This will be an interesting Sunday night game. This is a game I think they flexed. If you don't know by now, the NFL finally realized that you can change the games and the times to change primetime games because you don't know who's actually going to be good at the beginning of the year. Like the Bears. I didn't think the Bears would be that good, but look, <laughs> they're one of the top teams in the NFC. So this is a perfect game. The Rams, as we know, only one lost team remaining in the NFL going up against the Bears, who I believe are 9-4. and four. Yes, they are 9-4. and four. So we got the 11-1 and one LA Rams going into Chicago up against the 9-4. and four. Or no, 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 8-4, and four. sorry. Jeez, I need to I need to get better glasses. Eight and four Chicago Bears. I got the Rams. It's simple. I don't trust Mitchell Trubisky still. He's gonna have to prove it to me. Now I know they didn't have Chase Daniels last two weeks, but they won one of their games with him at Thanksgiving, but they lost last week to the Giants. Not a good loss to have. But that's Chase Daniel, but I don't believe in Mitchell Trubisky much more. So that's why I got the Rams, the high-flying Rams. Boy, it's hard to pick against them. I got the Rams. It'll be a really good game, I think. You have the best, one of the best offenses going up against one of the best defenses, so that's going to be fun. I got the Rams. I think, uh, I think it'll be a close game. I wouldn't predict a blowout, but I got the Rams, and I feel good about the pick. All right, lastly, Monday night. Uh, I don't know. This game's kind of anticlimactic. Uh, Vikings at Seahawks. The Vikings kind of... Uh, I don't know. I just don't know about the Vikings, man. They're... Yeah. No, uh, I got the Seahawks because I think the Seahawks are playing a little bit better. But neither of these teams are really a threat in the NFC to do any, any damage in the playoffs. If anybody was to, I'd pick Seattle just because they have that championship pedigree, whatever's remaining of from that 2013 team. But, yeah, I got the Seahawks. Eh, I don't feel too good about it, but I don't like the Vikings much either right now. And that will do it for my Week 14 picks, and this will conclude Episode 8 of Addressing the Nation. I want to thank you guys so much for all the support. Thank you for listening, and we'll send you out with I Don't Let Go by Tentacion. Rest in peace, X. I hope you guys enjoy this song. Love you guys. See you next time. Yeah. Sometimes I don't let go. I shine, I shine, not a hit pose. These spikes are your hoes. Watching from the yourself.
the door with my song on, yo She wanna grind out the rock, mm-hmm. I pull up like a, uh, uh, she pull up 